Hello out there and welcome to Tea and Tights, a great British wrestling podcast for great British wrestling as featured on Bodyslam.net. And this is the Brit Rest Roundup. I am your host. I am the great British attacker, Mr. Andrew Moore. I am joined by the heart and soul of the show, the T-shirt champion of the world. Sorry, that is the pro wrestling T-shirt champion of the world. Big Daddy Dan, Mr. Daniel Allen. How are you doing this week? I am good this week. Thank you, Andrew. We've had so much good news coming through. We're going to be positive. We're going to look at the upside, not the global bastard. Not the global bastard, but because of the global bastard, there is not particularly that much amount of news on the great British wrestling scene. Uh, before we get cracking on with that news, uh, we just want to do Andy Scott's uh, London's lovable villain is now available on his eBay. We will post a link uh, in the uh, comments for this video, we will post a link on Twitter. Uh, you can definitely check out the interview we had with him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, fantastic guy. Can't wait to read it myself. Need to pick up my copy, which we'll be doing in the next couple of days. And, and of course, if you order them now, they are signed copies as well. Ooh, signed copies. Mm. There we go. Uh, as I say, fantastic guy uh, came on our show just before Christmas. Uh, we had a brilliant discussion with him about the history of British wrestling. Uh, his great uncle, Chick Cocky Knight, uh, who was a war hero, a local hero, a pro wrestler, a boxer, one of the first people to wrestle ever on BB BBC. Uh, he had quite a history, and I can't wait to read more about him. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic book, and it's great to see that it is now out and available. So please do order it now. It is well worth a read. Indeed. Uh, so, as I say, the Global Bastard has hit the UK. The UK is currently locked down once more. We are trapped inside our houses as we wait for the Global pandemic to pass us by and we get vaccinated once more maybe in the summer we will once again see the sun return and we are able to leave our houses but until that time uh there is wrestling happening in the uk still there are there is at least one show uh with rev pro wrestling uh, we will be talking about that later we'll be talking about uh, a cancellation of shows and a startup for GoFundMe to help pay the uh, talent who lost work. We have British Wrestling Revolution on their video on demand streaming site. We have the UKPW roster reveal, including one Simon Miller from What Culture Pro Wrestling. I love Simon Miller. Um, full stop, end of story. I've always liked him. I think he's a wonderful character. He's a genuine person. And if you haven't own, if you haven't yet, as well as all the stuff that he does with what culture, he does do his own stuff as well, where he talks um, very candidly about mental health, um, uh, about lots and lots of different real things. And it's, it's good, really good. Mm. Uh, yeah, again, I've been a big fan of him. Uh, most of the people out there, you, you do know him as this YouTube talent. 
but he has been a professional wrestler for the last five years. Uh, he stands a good six foot something. He's a genuine heavyweight. Uh, you can check out some of his stuff on Defiant's old YouTube uh, show, which yep. is still available over on uh, YouTube. You can check those out. Uh, so he's going to be part of the UKPW restart. Uh, UKPW typically primarily run in the southeast of England. They've been running since 2003. Uh uh, did you notice the way they've actually been announcing their stars, Daniel? Yes, they've been um, sort of using the uh, look and logos from other companies. Yes, graphics many of us should be more than familiar with, including takes on the NWA, Impact Wrestling, as well as AEW. I know there's no WWE ones, but then again, WWE would likely sue, whereas the other companies could probably take a joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, they've also uh, been releasing a... You remember the old PlayStation 1 case? Oh, yes. And so, like, so the, the Raw versus SmackDown graphics that you would get on them, they've yeah. also been using those to uh, announce a few of these stars. Uh, you should definitely check out their Twitter at UKPW. Uh, they've, as I say, they've announced quite a few different uh, people. Most, not exactly the most well-known. Uh, I believe Simon Miller is probably the most well-known person on the show. Uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't give them a shot. They're still a great company. They've been around forever. They've helped uh, train and provide a stage for many of the uh, talent you see today. Which means that if you get there now, while they're on ground level, you will get to follow the progress of a lot of the British wrestling scene. That's correct. Uh, next up, we're going to... So, the unfortunate news of uh, cancellation of shows. Uh, so, I know that... Fierce females over in Scotland had to cancel all their shows up until at least February, mid-February. Uh, another company that has cancelled their shows for January are TNT Extreme Wrestling. We've spoken about them on a few times. Uh, they had two shows planned, uh, one for the TNT Extreme, which is Merseyside Massacre. One was for their Ignition brand, which was Breakout and... Uh, due to this, there's a lot of talent that uh, have lost out on dates. Uh, so the company has set up a GoFundMe uh, to help pay these people what they would have been paid had they performed on these shows. Uh, we're looking at performances such, performers such as uh, Alexis Falcon, Lizzie Evo, the Kings of North, Bonesaw and Damien Corvin, Big Guns Joe, Kid Like Us 2, Jody Fleisch, Young Guns, Jake Andrews and Elliot Paul, uh, Crashboat, Jake. Jack Bandicoot and Jake Silver, and Solus as well as uh, Oberman have all lost out on dates, all due to have been performing on these shows. All fantastic wrestlers. 
Yeah. And uh, so it, it is a shame those shows had to be cancelled. Uh, I was particularly looking forward to the kid like us first, Jodie Fleisch. Jodie Fleisch is a UK legend. Who just keeps getting better and better. He does. He does not look as old as he is. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Jericho in as much as he has adapted and changed through and through his career. Mm. Um, not only has he changed his look, which, of course, some um, nature may have helped with as far as shaving of the head, but he has also um, changed his wrestling style. Um, mm. Yeah, he, he's great. He really is. A, a premier high flyer back in the day. Uh, many might have known that he did compete on ROH alongside uh, was it Johnny Wonder. Oh. I can't remember. Wonder Boy. Uh. Wonder Boy. I promise I won't sing again on the rest of this show. <laughs> Um, it's also just yeah it's just great that tnt are making the effort so please do go on and get on their um gofundme and support the wrestlers you can find links to it on our twitter you can find links to it at bodyslam.net and you can of course find links to it at tnt's own website wonder kid johnny storm there you go sometimes you need someone else to talk so you can remember Anyway, so yeah, as we say, a lot of great performers there. It's such a shame that we're not going to be seeing them. Uh, Kings of North were my pick for Independent Tag Team of the Year. You can actually check out some of their uh, old shows, also on Powered 4 TV, which hosts uh, a lot of independent wrestling shows. You can check out their new merchandise page, which is at Rest Merch Central. And if you uh, are able to donate on the GoFundMe, you will receive a gift from either Powerful for TV or the Wrestle Merch Central. Oh, so that's nice. There's a little something that you will get for helping out, and as well as that great feeling of helping out. Yep. Uh, British Wrestling Revolution, BWR. We've spoken about them a couple of times. Uh, They are currently offering a 33% off their first month for all new signups on their video demand streaming site. So you can check out all their old shows in anticipation of them coming back to action in April. And we are looking forward to that as well. We are indeed a lot of great young talent over at BWR. Uh, they helped form Pride Pro Wrestling in London, which is the all uh, LBGQ. LGBTQ. Sorry, thank you. Uh, and so that's a great, great company. Great guys. I checked out a lot of their stuff. Rampage was their last champion uh, before losing his, uh, before signing with NXT UK. While we're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump the schedule here. You might throw things at me. I mean, you'd have to have a strong arm bearing in mind we're about, what, 150 miles away? God, God, is that at all? <laughs> is it more? <laughs> well, while we're talking about LGBTQT things, LGBTQ mm-hmm. things, um, I wanted to um, quickly mention 
um, a article that came out on the BBC on their podcast about a certain wrestling commentator. Oh, I can't believe I missed this. Sorry, I should have put it on the schedule. That's absolutely fine. Would you like to mention? No, 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 go for it. Go straight forward. Okay. Um, If you have a look on BBC um, news site, you will find that Mark Adam Haggerty has joined um, Major League Wrestling. But more importantly, in the UK, we have Bradshaw. The coming out of. David Bradshaw. Uh... David Bradshaw. David Bradshaw has been a commentator for a number of promotions in the UK, and I'd completely lost his name there. Um, and he has come out and done a brilliant interview about being a gay man in the world of professional wrestling and how it has changed much more recently and how he feels that he has got the support of all the companies he works for, which is brilliant because he mm. is one of the best commentators in the UK, if not the best I'm not going to say unsigned, but the best non-WWE commentator. I was going to say, definitely, he would be my pick for best independent uh, wrestling commentator, typically alongside his broadcast partner in uh, James R. Kennedy. And uh, he's a fantastic fantastic guy. They did uh, the WCPW stuff, the Defiance stuff. Uh, They will also be part of Wrestle Island. Ooh. Uh, and we speak about them during the Gary Ward interview, which will be releasing shortly. Excellent. Okay, skipping then back to our, our nice organised thing, because believe it or not, we do prepare, well, I say we, <laughs> Andy prepares it. I just sort of like lag it. Um, Epic Encounters! <laughs> Rev Pro Epic Encounters 8 has been announced. I was starting to get worried because uh, Rev Pro Epic Encounters had been coming at us on regularly every three weeks, and uh, we hadn't we hadn't heard anything from them. They'd, <laughs> they had gone quiet on the Twitter front. Uh, their last show was on the twenty seventh of last year. Uh, December and this would be usually coming up to the three week point now so we would have thought uh, there was going to be one this Sunday but nothing had been announced Uh, they did announce this week that there will be an Epic Encounters 8 it will not be this week this Sunday uh, but it will be uh, on another day on another day yes on Sunday the 7th of February at 7 p.m. That's Greenwich Mean Time, British time. Uh, we invented time. We invented time. It came from us. <laughs> but uh, Ep- Epic Encounters 8, uh, 7 p.m. February, uh, Sunday the 7th, is going to be streaming again free on Twitch, on YouTube, on Facebook, and we already have the full card announced because the full card was announced on the same day. Uh, so straight out the bat, we've got Kid Lycos two with Kid Lycos against Connor Mills. No doubt, probably going to be accompanied by Michael Oka, although he hasn't been announced as yet. Uh, now this comes off the back of the Epic Encounters six 
where Kid Lycos appeared at the end of Michael Oku and Connor Mills' victory over Callum Newman and JJ Gale. And whilst Kid Lycos won out in the front, uh, delivered a promo, distracting both Mills and Michael Oku, Kid Lycos 2 came out of nowhere to clatter him both with a baking tray, which is a famous weapon of Kid Lycos. <laughs> He likes his cookies. He likes his cookies. Now, mentioning JJ Gale and Callum Newman there, they will be going up against Gideon Gray and the newest member of the Legion, Chris Richway. Indeed. I am really, really looking for... And, of course, Gideon Gray, because he's not going to go up against them in a handicap match. I did mention Gideon Gray at the beginning. Oh, well, yeah, you just said it's part of his Legion. <laughs> Mm. Okay, um, actually, you, you said the newest member of Gideon Gray's Legion, Chris Gideon Ridgway. Gray yeah. and Chris Ridgway will be taking on JJ Gale yeah. and Callum Newman, and they will be winning without doubt using nefarious tactics, in my opinion. No doubt it will be that. And uh, so, of course, this comes off the back Epic Encounters 7, where JJ Gale defeated Gideon Gray in a match. Uh, whilst Callum Newman and J.J. Gale thought it was quite funny that Gale had defeated Gideon Gray, Chris Ridgway came out and attacked them and kicked the shit out of both of them. Indeed. And that's pretty much what's going to happen on uh, at Epic Encounters 8. Chris Ridgway is going to kick the crap out of them. Then he's going to tag Gideon Gray back in, and that's when <laughs> they're going to be able to mount their offense. Uh, now, I do think there's going to be some nefarious tactics, but I'm not going to say how I think it's going to happen because... Uh, you might be wrong? No, because there's somebody <laughs> I want to talk about and it'll link better once we, uh, get, once we get to there. I'm assuming we're going to have a predictions before the show. We will definitely have a predictions before the show. I think we'll have to. Uh, we'll do that uh, next week. We, we will, and then we'll do a live time. afterwards. Exactly. Uh, let's have a look. See, Screwface, Armored, and Jill Redman, and RKJ and Rob Lias will both have different matches as follow-ups in bracket B of the Southside Championship. Indeed. Uh, now, being in bracket B, this is because they've already each lost one, which is why they are now in bracket B. So if they lose this time, they are eliminated. Full stop. From the tournament. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, this might be an option because uh, we've already had Screwface Ahmed versus Joel Redman. Joel Redman won that match. I wonder if Screwface Ahmed might become a new member of the Legion and uh, maybe the Legion help Screwface Ahmed get past the guy who beat him Joel last Redman. time. Mm. Yes, Joel Redman. I other like than that, that idea. My, my, other, uh, my other theory, well, for the tournament as a whole, is RKJ is obviously going to make it all the way through back to the final to meet the uh, winner of bracket A, which will be Dan Maloney, which will set RKJ and Dan Maloney on another match. If RKJ picks up a victory in that match... Damaloni, one, their scores would be even, and two, Damaloni would have only been eliminated once. 
So therefore, they should have a second match to make it basically best out of three. RKJ, Dan Maloney. What do you think of my theory? I like that theory a lot. Um, I also have a theory. I Ooh. think RKJ, and I know that he, it, it's sort of like all set up for him. I think he might lose to Screwface Armoured in the future. No, sorry. He might lose a match and have to call in his dad and the UK hooligans to come and give him some backup. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe, could be, possibly. You, you, you've just peed all over that, haven't you, from a great height. Yeah. Okay, we'll stick with your one. It's much better. Uh, well, I just I just have a feeling because, you see, I started thinking to myself, well, the guy who makes it to the final in, in a double elimination tournament, but then loses in the final, then technically he still actually only had one elimination, so... And then I thought, well, then they can make a best out of three between him and RKJ, RKJ. But I do think we need to talk about Rev Pro's tag division, which we will do once we finish going through the matches. Uh, um, this is why I'm the heart and soul and you're the brains. Exactly. Uh, so Kanji Deku, uh, sorry, Kanji Duku, Kanji, will be uh, going one-on-one with Bobby Tyler. Uh, Kanji was the or is still technically is still uh, the she was the last women's champion of Southside Pro Wrestling, so technically she's still the champion. Uh, she made her presence felt at uh, the last Epic Encounters, Epic Encounters Seven, after Bobby Tyler was delivering a promo in the ring, and out came uh, Kanji. Uh, Kanji's phenomenal. Uh, she's made an appearance on NXT UK before, uh, I believe, just as part of a multi-battle royal. Uh, she played a big part in uh, towards the end of Defiance era, and she's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, Bobby Tyler, I've spoken quite often about how much I love her attitude, the way she works, the way she carries herself, uh, and she can also go in the ring. And I expect this to be a match where both really pull out all the stops to give us a great match. I've got to be honest with you, I think this match will actually be better than the main event match which follows it, which is a shame because I absolutely love one of the people in that match. Uh, yeah, because in the main event uh, is a rematch from Epic Encounters 1. Uh, so Giselle Shaw goes one-on-one with Jamie Hayter. Uh, so as I say, this will be the second time they met. Uh, Giselle Shaw won the first match in what was a Great, uh, great match. And uh, it will be interesting to see if Hater can pick up the win on a second time of trying. Or will Giselle Shaw continue her dominant run as champion because uh, she's been facing all comers during the lockdown period and has so far come out on top of all of them. Uh, she's defeated Jamie Hayter, B. Priestley, Bobby Tyler. Uh, I think she's beaten Zoe Locus at one point. And yeah, she's just killing it. She is. She kind of reminds me of Bret Hart, um, a technically very, very good wrestler mm. with very little personality. Yes, the quintessential diva thing, isn't it? So... Uh, but it's, it's 
yeah, her she doesn't have outrageous personality in the ring very much like as you say understated like Bret Hart he just you know but uh, Bret Hart can get your emotions and your heart going in other ways he had great the way he worked and uh Giselle Shaw uh maybe we'll get that to that period uh but this is in a uh lockdown period this is in a uh no fan environment which we said before uh they have Rev Pro have been killing it in this uh, no fan environment. They really do a great job with uh, the way they set out where they are performing. Uh, it looks like a dingy, dirty fight club, and it's better than another company's fight club. <laughs> Can I say that? We're not going to say. But yeah, it is. It's definitely better than another company. In fact, it's better than two companies, my clubs. <laughs> yeah. If you go back to Raw. <laughs> we go back to Raw's, yeah. Raw Underground. Yes, it's better than Underground. Then, yes, it's better. I do believe they've been doing a better job than ICW have been doing with the ICW Fight Club that is currently available in the WWE Network. Uh, I'm, I'm still doing my best to try and delve into the ICW Fight Club. There are some good wrestlers there, and I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll jump in and maybe watch a couple to talk about on the next Brit Rest Roundup. But for now, I think it's time we look to international shores to see how British wrestlers are getting along on these international waters uh we're gonna jump straight into roh we're gonna jump to america first so we'll talk about roh ring of honor uh first of all mark haskins has signed a new deal uh with roh uh, he has indeed yeah. roh have paid his uh his full contract every time they had, there's been no stop and pace, even though the fact that he hasn't wrestled for them since February, they haven't stopped paying him. They've paid him throughout. The, the way ROH handled this lockdown have been excellent. You hear the British stars constantly talking about it. Joe Hendry, uh, Session Moth Martina, and Mark Haskins. So you, and they've also all, let them be involved in all the Epic Encounters series. Yeah, so Mark Haskins was part of Epic Encounters 4, where he defeated Joel Redman. Mm -hmm. He was also in Epic Encounters 2, where he defeated J.J. Gale. And this is going to link back into what I was saying earlier, because during that part, he was obviously part of Gideon Gray's Legion. The old Will Legion. he be making his presence felt at the next Epic Encounters 8? Again, possibly getting involved in the earlier matches uh, in the tag team match, JJ Gale, who he's already beaten, uh, and also maybe later uh, helping screw for face Amid defeat Joel Redman, who again he had already beaten, so should have been part of the tournament anyway. It's true, there's no two ways about that. You are obviously correct. I am. And two, I want to talk about, actually, I forgot, I wanted to talk about RevPro's tag team division. They need a tag team division. Um, uh, we need some tag team belts. We've got a few tag teams growing there. Connor Mills, 
Michael Oku, the Lycos brothers, sons, whatever, uh, as you say, could maybe get the UK hooligans in, uh, maybe get the Kings of the North down. Because uh, uh, the former champions for Rev Pro Detecting Champions were Grado Khan and Rampage, who yes. are both no longer actually going to be able to work for the company. Well, Grado Khan probably will, but not for a long time. So, anyway, uh, back to ROH. Marty Skrull has yes. parted ways with ROH. Yes, he has. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot to unfold here, of course, when it regards to Marty Skrull. Uh, we all know, well, I'm sure maybe a lot of you know or do not know that, obviously, he was called out during the speaking out movement uh, by a young lady who spoke about a time when she was 16 years old, uh, drunk and inebriated uh, at a wrestling show, uh, hooked up with Marty Skrull, Marty Skrull then possibly was going to take things further than the girl wanted to, but then a friend came. I can't remember the, the 100% all the details behind it. Uh, all I can say is, yes, he was called out. Uh, he originally tried to defend himself with, in the UK, 16. It's, I think, uh, I'll point out, I think he was 28 or 26 at the time, so he was a 10 to 12 years. I think some people have gone a bit, because some people have said he was her coach in wrestling. Uh, that's n- not right. He wasn't. She wasn't a wrestler. She was a fan. Uh, although she did help with the IWL team getting leaflets out uh, because she was trying to hook up with the company. company uh, and so, but again, not the not really the point. Uh, as I say, he tried to defend it by saying sixteen, but as I say, she was an eighth Regardless of whether, uh, I'm sure he probably did know who she was. I'm sure he was probably aware of how old she was. I'm sure he was probably aware that she was an I don't know these for fact. No, we can't. Uh, we can go by what the young lady has said, and I can go by from that to believe that most likely, yes, he did know how old she was. Yes, he did know she was drunk, and yes, uh, things could have gone. But it's fine because he's going to get signed by WWE. <laughs> well, yeah, because so so he has parted away from our. So a lot of people said, so why didn't ROH act sooner? Now. Uh, R- when Marty Skell signed his new deal, he signed a massive new deal with ROH. You know, WWE type money. He was given the book. He was given the world by ROH. And according to uh, a few uh, things, is he had a lot of protection in his contract. So ROH couldn't just go out and release him. Now, I believe this is because no charges were filed. She didn't file any charges. Nothing. They didn't. She didn't try to take anything any further. So because of that, ROH couldn't 
act. RH might have wanted to act, but they could not act. So what they could do, though, was wait till his contract ran out, where they've now gone and said that they are mutually agreeing to his release. Uh, so where is he going to go? Who knows? Uh, well, one thing is for sure, if he, can't fight, if he can't hook up with AEW or at least WWE over in the UK, he is going to have to come back to the UK uh, because his visa that he'll have will rely on him working a full-time position. I don't know. He might actually have citizenship. Because he's been over there for a long time because he was um, living in the US um, since, since he's had residence in the UK. He's bought residence. But because mm-hmm. of the fact that he traveled between Japan, England and America, he never actually ah. lived in the US. Mm. Now, He's from there. Cambridge. No, he... a few mutual friends. Yeah. I haven't actually met him. Now, he requires a full-time job to have a visa to work in the U.S. full-time or live in the U.S. full-time. Now, because he finally got that contract with ROH, he was finally able to live in the U.S. full-time. But now that he hasn't got that He's not going to be able to live unless AEW or WWE sign him. Now, of course, yes, WWE, let's face it, they've protected a few others. Uh, and they don't seem to mind people who, when it even comes to minors, shall we say, in uh, Austin Fury, uh, Dream. And, of course, the myriad of people that they seem to have let back in. Joe Coffey, Jordan Devlin, and, and among there's, others. There's, there's, oh, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to go there for risk of getting in trouble. <laughs> let, 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 let's skip that one. So, yes. Let's go back to the other US promotions. So, uh, as we say, so will he go to WWE UK? I bloody well hope not. I'm not saying that what he's done is as bad as a lot of other people who are 100% sexual abusers, rapists, mindfuckers, whatever you want to call them. He is still, it's still bad. And the, at the end of the day, the reason I always let him go is because it's still bad. It still looks bad. He, you know, half the locker room apparently are disappointed that they let him go. The other half are very glad to be seeing the back of them. That's how the vice is this one is. So we'll move on and we will talk about British people in Japan, namely Will Ospreay to begin with. Uh, he lost his Wrestle Kingdom 15 match with... Okada and has since been feuding with Japanese legend Satoshi Kojima. Uh, he was going to be facing him one and one at New Beginning in Nagoya. Uh, is currently teaming with his empire comrade, the great Okan, in matches against Kojima and a random young lion. Recently, Yota Suji and Yuya Emera. Uh, Osprey and Okan have won both of these matches so far. Both times, Okan pinned the Young Lion. And uh, what's yeah. your opinion of the great Okan, Andy? He's 
good. I mean, I don't like the whole some. He does this weird walk to the ring and he has this veil over his face. I think he should get rid of that part of his game. His in ring wrestling style, he is uh he's a actual wrestling champion, an actual MMA champion, uh judo champion. He's very proficient, is what I'm saying in the ring. And yes. he has a very, very proficient style in the ring. A style that some may consider a little bit boring. Not me. I love that style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, some, Dave Meltzer, might find his style a little bit boring because he doesn't dive over the ropes or perform 15 backflips when landing a moonsault leg drop off the top rope middle <laughs> springboard. <laughs> but I personally, I, I think he's great. Uh, a few moves like the Mongolian chops a bit old school. Uh, but, you know. I enjoy that, though. I, I like the old school aspect of it. I like the whole coming out with a full, proper entrance costume. And mm. I, I, I like the throwback to almost the Kendo Nagasaki of the, the covered face entrance. I, I, I love yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he had a great run in Rev Pro, an unbeaten run in like 42 matches overall, many in tag team matches, but uh, an unbeaten run nonetheless. Uh, so very dominant and uh, has had some success over in uh, New Japan, but don't forget this is his now is basically his debut year, so it's not like he's going to be having the greatest or, you know, he's not going to win every big match. Of course, when you've got a Koda, a Kada and Tanahashi, they're still your top card guys. He's not going to win those matches. No. <laughs> he's facing Tenzin, uh, another legend of Japan, and he'll be fighting, facing him at uh, Nagoya in the same day that Osprey fights Kojima. I expect him to pick that one. He'll win that match. I think Empire room for a big uh, thing. Uh, Will Ospreay is apparently no longer the aerial assassin. He is the Commonwealth Kingpin. And his mm -hmm. empire is the Commonwealth Empire, apparently. The United Empire. Or United it's Empire, The faction's yeah. name, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't like that name change. Oh, what the Commonwealth Kingpin, yeah, aerial yeah. assassin. Or at least, I mean, right. even if you wanted to just cut the aerial assassin, the assassin will Osprey. Yeah. Yeah, not this Commonwealth Kingpin. Yeah, I mean, United Empire is a hell of a hell of a lineup. Will Osprey, Great Okan, B Priestley, obviously, and Jeff Cobb. I mean, hmm. it's just, uh, it's got everything you want. Somebody, <laughs> uh, talking about Cesaro being released and where would people want to see him go? I was like, I would love Cesaro to be released, go to New Japan, and join up with the United Empire. Because oh, yes. he yes, please. fit into that, like, oh, just because again, his wrestling style very much would akin to the way uh, the other two guys were Cobb and Okan. Lots of suplexes would be a fantastic uh, addition. I'm kind of hoping Gabriel Kidd, uh, who's right, who's over there working as a young lion, he's going to be uh, be forming in a, quite a few different matches on the road to, uh, to New Beginning Tour. So he'll have a lot of uh, tag matches. 
coming up and uh, he's doing great out there. He's looking great. Gabriel Kidd looks fantastic. The matches he's having out there are excellent each and every time. He is going to be a big star in New Japan. And from what I, from the things that I read, is that the people behind New Japan absolutely love him, have been so impressed by him. He's been at the uh, Young Lions over there for an entire year without a break, even when lockdown and everything else happened. He stuck around in Japan, he stuck around to train to continue his goal of becoming a new japan star and uh, i look forward to him being that star at some point uh another guy obviously who is a star over there is zach saber jr uh his tag team with tai chi the dangerous techers uh they lost their tag team titles against god at wrestle kingdom wrestle kingdom i love oh, good night for the brits <laughs> no no it was not but i do love god G.O.D. are a damn good tag team and they are absolutely hilarious on their podcasts. Uh, They've been absolutely killing uh, Kenny Omega recently on their podcast. Obviously due over to this Bullet Club reunion over in AEW. Uh, But yeah, they've been doing fantastic work. Great tag team. Dangerous Techers. Great tag team. So there's going to be a rematch at New Beginnings Hiroshima night one on that's on the 11th of February up until that point they'll be facing G.O.D. in several types of six and eight man tag team matches on the road to new beginning tours as of the 1st of February it will be another good match you you can't have a bad match when you've got those four in the ring no uh, I absolutely love the tag team of Saxon Sabre Jr. and Taichi, they've become one of my favorite tag teams. And this is a great dynamic because uh, this, this is a heel on heel dynamic type match, but they've been able to work them really well. Uh, Taichi and Sakura Sabre Jr. just about maybe come off as a little bit more sympathetic babyface team, at least when they had the titles they did. We'll see if that changes in this one, but as you can imagine, both teams are just constantly breaking the rules. Really? <laughs> so uh, they are literally both just trying to get away with shit behind the referee's back. Uh, it's funny. And then obviously you've got the dynamic of obviously moaning that the other team's cheating when your team is also cheating. Noah. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, there. I'm only bringing this one up. Destination back to uh, Budokan 2021 uh, is going to have live English commentary. Woohoo! Uh, details for that. That's on Wrestle Universe. And it was James R. Kennedy, I believe. Yes, James R. Kennedy is... Uh, well, I'm hoping James R. Kennedy is going to be doing it. Uh, it is... Uh, so it's taking place on the 12th of February. Now, the last time they did a live English commentary, it was James R. Kennedy who did the uh, commentary for it. Uh, absolutely brilliant. I remember listening to it with my uh, beautiful fiance who cracked out laughing when she said... When, sorry, when James R. Kennedy said it's kicking off like a frog in a sock. 
It's great. You can't great. go wrong with commentary like that. <laughs> great, isn't it? So, uh, all kicking off like a frog, frog in a sock. Anyway, uh, so yes, James R. Kennedy. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing the uh, commentary for that night as well. And a uh, great reason to check out Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, some fantastic uh, talent over in... Because uh, they're not quite known so much outside of you because it's all new japan new japan bullet club bullet club because that's all anybody uh outside of japan seems to know about wrestling is bullet club bullet club new japan when there's a hell of a lot more <laughs> to wrestling uh in japan and noah are one of those companies uh noah are, uh, one of the top companies i would put them at least in the top three uh, so. Well, they were formed when the downfall of all Japan, weren't they? Yes, yes, downfall of well, when all Japan, yeah, uh, split. Noah was brought to uh, Noah was formed, and they've got, as I say, uh, Marafuji, uh, Goshizaki, Nakajima, Kaitakiyomo. These are some of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, Go Shiyazaki uh, and Noamichi Marafuji have been two of the top stars for the last 10 to 15 years. Nakajima and Kaito Kiyoma are the future of Japanese wrestling. They are just so good. Nakajima just oozes charisma and Kaito Kiyoma just he has that look of a great baby face. He just looks like a baby face. Well, leaving your favorite Japanese wrestling and going on to my favorite American wrestling, AEW. I know that time is getting away from us. AEW, we had Pack against Eddie Kingston on night two of New Year's Smash. Now, I've watched this one. Have you seen it yet? No, I've uh, I'm not really keeping much up to date with AEW at the moment. Um, they're well, hit or miss with me. <laughs> what I really enjoyed with this, apart from feeling good about my physique, Kingston. Then, <laughs> yes. Um, apart from just feeling good about my physique, because Eddie Kingston, bless him, has got got a lovely beer belly hooking over the top of his jeans. Um, was when Pat got in the ring, he did beautiful pump kicks in every corner pump kick in the corner through kingston to the next corner pump kick in the corner through kingston to the next corner it was brutal some of the kicks were just they, they were they were damn good um pack picked up the win um and then in came um the butcher and the blade support eddie kingston in came um uh, ray phoenix and um Penta l zero to support pack and then it got confusing because out came the great big murder hawk monster himself lance archer um to tell them to get on the same page yeah why AEW booking 101 it, uh, but why i don't get it it doesn't make sense i don't know um, also what the hell was jake the snake roberts wearing he looked like he had chaps on. It, it was not a good look. Out of um, all the people involved, who are the heels and who are the baby faces? 
Yeah. Well, I guess the heels are Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Um, well, no, because Puck and P- Penta and that lot and Phoenix were just heels the other week, weren't they? Well, Phoenix became a face when he beat uh, when he lost to um, Kenny Omega. Oh, so that just naturally makes Pack a face now. Totally. AEW booking 101. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't great. Um, Kip Sabian is definitely getting married to Penelope Ford at Beach Bash. Oh, um, they're going ahead with that because, you know, wedding always amazing in wrestling. I, I, I love a good wedding in wrestling. They never end well. <laughs> no, always cake in the face. <laughs> Occasionally a cobra on the arm. I mean, See, never. Yeah. So that's AEW. Main roster. Drew's got COVID. Yeah. Uh, We're not quite sure when Drew's actually going to be back and if he's going to be back for the... uh, For the Rumble. For the Rumble or not. Latest I knew was, does it still doubtful that he may not or may... Well, you know, Goldberg, he, he is in that shielding age group, so he probably does need to be kept away from Drew. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you think he's just faking it to get out the Goldberg match? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I know you're joking. Hey, let's not. I wouldn't have blamed him, but I know you're joking. No, um, I, I, it, it, it's a horrible, horrible. COVID. Okay. Yeah. But God, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, Listen, just, just NXT main. Well, well true. Thing. Yes, get well, Drew. Um, NXT, Pete Dunne looks like he's going to be the number one contender to Finn Balor um, oh, after Odie Lawton and Danny Burch. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be great. I mean, that um, is going to be a show stealer. But since I mo- moaned about AEW booking 101, I should moan about some WWE booking 101. The last time Pete Dunne had a match for in NXT was against Kyle O'Reilly for the number one contendership to face Finn Balor. He mm-hmm. lost. Kyle O'Reilly had the match. He's done nothing since <laughs> to genuinely earn a position to now go and face Finn Balor, apart from attack him. WWE booking, 101. <laughs> See, I, I, I can do it to both companies. <laughs> Uh, I I hold no bias here. I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have next on our list of very very important things. Uh, so grizzled young veterans beat Everise, so they're through to the next Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Competition. I'm uh, happy about that. More than happy about that. Uh, I'm sure I expect them to make the finals. If they don't. Riot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Grizzled Young Veterans, brilliant tag team, best in the business, great talker, Zach Gibson. I'll take my shoes off to him every day because I hate him that much. Uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane beat Castalian and August Gray on 205 Live. And Killian Dane on 205 why, Live. Why Killian uh, Dane was on 205, but I, I worked it out. <laughs> Because it was a tag team match, so they had a total of four hundred and ten pounds. So if you break <laughs> Maverick to Gillian Dane's weight, they weigh less than four hundred and ten pounds. Considering um, Great Maverick weighs about fifty pounds. What? Well, what? We take the Mickey um, on that one. Sorry. Killian Dane has 
oh man, his body transformation is amazing. He has he's dropped a lot of weight. He's not two hundred five, but he has dropped a damn lot of weight uh, recently, and he is looking in fantastic shape. Uh, I'm not exactly really sold on this whole idea of a tag team. Uh, just not my cup of tea. I don't like throwing together tag teams in the most Bryant and this whole tag team came out the fact that Dane kept beating Drake Maverick up. It's like an abused yeah. partner. It is just not right. It, uh, Killian Dane uh, is better than this as well. He deserves more. He deserves to be at the top of the card. He should be, uh, be one of the people in contendership to face Finn Balor, really. Killian Dane. He's a big boy. Uh, and finally, this week on NXT, Imperium are taking on the Lucha House Party. Yes. So I'm pretty sure Imperium are going to win. God, I hope so. Because, yeah. Uh, I, I Is it Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado? Dorado. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I can't see. I mean, how could they beat a team as efficient as Eichner and Bartel? Yeah, I. it should be. Um, should be very quick and decisive. Yeah. Uh, so, do we think any of those British teams are going to make it to the final? Yes. I think Grizzly Young think Veterans. Any of those British teams are going to win. No. No, neither do I. Because I think Roderick Stroll and Adam Cole are going to win. Yes. I would agree with that. They've literally set it up on the last NXT because during the match, whilst uh, Roderick Strong took on Brazango in their match, uh, obviously Lorcan, Birch and Dunn came down to ringside to beat up Kyle O'Reilly. When Finn Balor came out, they also beat Finn Balor up. Uh, so, yeah, Undisputed Era, I think, are going to win. Uh, but it'll be great to see them face Grizzled Young Vets in the final because best tag team in the business. Yeah. And that's why they were my number one pick for uh, Best in Brit Rest, tag team wrestling. And you were, of course, right with that. Indeed. Okay, I think it is time to wrap up the show. We have been two grown men drinking tea, talking about men in tights, Tight tights. Have a good day. We hope you have a good night. And remember, folks, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>